the Lord God already knew you already when you were in your mother's womb. Knew everything about you from that moment to today. Amen. Everything you went through, everything you're going through, God knows. He knows. He knows. And one day, we are going to be in the presence of the Lord God Almighty forever and ever and ever. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And we are getting ready. We are getting prepared. And we are just waiting for that day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. So um, let's, um, let's actually start here. Let's go to Revelation chapter 1 and then look at verse 19. Amen. So let, let's, let's get right into it. Revelation chapter 1 and look at verse 19. So right here in verse 19, this is what the Lord God is saying to John. Write the things which you have, what? Seen. And the things which are. And the things which will take place after this. Amen. Okay? For the book of Revelation, the things which you have seen. So if we went, we, we went and read chapter 1. What you have seen. And then we, now we're reading about the churches, chapter 2 and 3. The things which are. And when, 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 when you get into chapter 4 through 22, that will be the things which will take place. And <clears throat> so the churches that we've been talking about from the beginning, how many churches are there? Seven, right? There are seven churches. Why do you think Jesus selected these seven churches? Because during these times, I believe there were more than seven churches. You know, we, we read about, in, in the Word, Paul wrote to different churches as well. But in Revelation, Jesus writes specifically to seven churches. Why, why these churches? Why do you think? <clears throat> so these churches here, from, from Ephesus, and now we're going get, to get to the last one here tonight, Laodicea. You know, we, we, you, you probably heard this before, save the best for last. But according to the Word of God here, these seven churches, it's not the best for last, it's actually the worst for last. The worst for last. The Laodicea Church. And we're going to get to that here later this, this evening, tonight. But I just want to talk to you a little bit about the churches that we went through. <clears throat> so, these churches here from the beginning, when did the church age start? 
When did the church age begin? Go to Acts chapter 1. Look at Acts chapter 1. And then look at verse 8. So right here in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And before we, you, you get to that, the, the, <clears throat> in, in Acts, when you look at um, chapter 2, now let's go to chapter 2. And then look at verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, <clears throat> they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house while, where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Yes. Jesus died on the cross, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And he was crucified for each and every one of us. And he was put in a tomb and buried but on the third day, what happened? He rose again. He rose again. And, and when he rose again, he walked in this world with his disciples for 40 days. And then on the 50th day, what happened? He was taken up. He was taken up to be with the Father. And when that happened, what, what, what did he give to his disciples and to all of us? The Holy Spirit. That's when the church age began. Yeah. At that moment. And from that moment, we're living right now in the church age. So there's seven churches. So these seven churches, number seven represents what? Completion. Yeah, completion. Okay? So the beginning, the first church. That was the first, when it first began, that, that church age, and then the second, and then the third, and the fourth, and the fifth, sixth, and then now the seventh. And, and then it's also, when, when, you, when you look at the map, it goes in circle, in like a cycle. So, so these churches, the different characteristic of these churches you know, go through these different cycles, and then from the beginning, the, 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 different, the different ages, the different time periods, from, from, the, from that day of Pentecost to where we're reading right now. So just like I said right there, um, <clears throat> when, when, when we read chapters 2 and 3, uh, the things which are. So in other words, 
which are what? Present, right? Today, today. Now, let's look at, um, let's look at um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 and 23. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 22 and 23. Now look right here. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Who is he? Yes. Who is the head of the church? Jesus. Verse 23. Which is his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. And then we are also the body of Christ. Every single one of us. So we also make up his church. We are part of his church. Who's a part of Jesus' church? I am, I am, I am, I am part of Jesus' church. And you know what? Jesus is coming back for his church. Wow, amen. So that's all of us included, right? All of us. And then after the seven year tribulation, guess what? Jesus is going to return with his church and reign for a thousand years. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 16, 17, and 18. We're not going to go there, but write it down. That talks about on this rock, I will build my church. That's what Jesus <clears throat> spoke. Matthew 16, 17, and 18. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 32. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and then look at verse 32. Give no offense either to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God. In the Old Testament, God identified his people, his people as the nation of Israel. But now, today, in this church age, in this church age today, he he identifies his people as those who have faith in Jesus. Those who have faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. How many of you believe in Jesus. 
How many of you believe in him? Amen. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, let's go to... Um, you're, you're, you're still in 1 Corinthians. Let's go to chapter 15. Chapter 15. And then look at verse um, 51. Now, this church age is going to come to an end. And right here in verse 51, look, it says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. From this corruptible must be put on incorruption, and this mortal must be put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to the past the same that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. O oh, death, where is your sting? O oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Verse 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the what? Victory. Amen. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's go all the way back. Let's go forward now to Revelation uh, chapter uh, 3. And go to verse uh, 22. This is the last words that Jesus spoke to John before the rapture begins in chapter 4. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I was talking to my son, we were talking to our son, and I was hoping he would be here tonight, and I was going to ask him to share this. But on behalf of him, I'm going to share this. He said he had a dream. And this dream, he said he was out of his body in the sky. And he didn't understand until he looked around and he saw many, many, many people in the sky. And he recognized people. And he said, everybody that was in the sky were so happy. Amen. And then he said, when he was up there, he said, he looked down and he saw a city. 
And he didn't recognize that city because he'd never seen such a city. But the city that he saw, he said, in his spirit, he knew that that was the city that was Jerusalem. And, and when this is how he explained it. And I thought, wow. He said, the way God showed him was this. Yes, everyone was taken up. But there was that moment, that one, that sink, that, that little moment in time where it's like everything stopped. And then, and then while God brought his church, brought us, brought the people to him, people were so happy because they understood and they knew what was happening. And then they were able to look down and then they began to see that the tribulation was ready to take place. And they, were, and they, and they, they knew, they saw, and they understood but they didn't have no fear. He didn't have no fear. He wasn't afraid, but he was just full of joy, peace, and happiness. And then he said, from that moment, as, so I believe that when we get raptured, God is going to show us what we're leaving and who we're headed to and who we're going to be with. And I thought, wow. I mean, just that moment, we're going we're gonna to be taken up and then he's going to show us, he's going to say, look, what I have taken you out of with me. And you're going to be with me forever and ever and ever. Yes. And I thought, wow, that is, that is amazing. That is amazing. It's just so, you know, you get so excited amen. When, when you hear this, when I hear this. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So we talked about the, the first church. The first church was Ephesus, right? Ephesus. The loveless church. They had a passion. They had a desire to go out and, 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 and do the works, do the will of God. They had a love, a love for Jesus. But then they began to fade away. And then they, they begin to lose that love. They begin to lose that love. Ephesus. This church here, Ephesus, is the church age of the apostles. Because we just read when, when Jesus said, go into Jerusalem, Samaria, and in, into the ends of the world and, and to, to, to be my witnesses and share the word. See, these apostles, were, they walked with Jesus. So when Jesus left, and when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they were, they were on fire. They were on fire. They were, they were going and going and going and sharing the word. They didn't care who, who was saying what to them and how they were being treated. But it was, the, it was the next generation that was coming up because all these apostles eventually left. So who was going to take over after that? And the people that took over after that, they were the ones that began to lose that, that desire, that, that love for Christ, that, that zeal, that, that, that zeal for God. And that's why God spoke to that church about who they, what they were doing. The second one was uh, the church at Smyrna, which was the persecuted church. 
So Smyrna, you all know what myrrh is, right? Myrrh? Myrrh? Okay. You know how myrrh is made? Anyone know how myrrh is made? It's made and it, and it, and it gains its effect by being crushed. By being crushed. By being crushed. And then that's how that myrrh is made. The spices from myrrh, that's how that's made. Being crushed. So Smyrna, we understand that that was the church that was persecuted. They were being persecuted because they believed in God. They believed in Jesus. They, they, I mean, they, were, they were being persecuted, but not, not, they, they, didn't, they, they, weren't, they didn't lose their faith. They kept going. They kept going. They kept going. And, and God never um, rebuked them, but instead he commended them. He says, good job. Good job. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. The third church was um, <clears throat> Pergamus. Pergamus. So Pergamus, the, the word per, P-E-R, okay? That word is a word that, that comes from perversion. Perversion. Okay? Perversion. And then gamos. Gamos is the root word for 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 marriage, the root word for marriage. So like polygamy and monogamy. Okay, so put those two together: perverted marriage, a perverted marriage. Because there was a there was a <clears throat> um, the devil tried everything he could. <coughs> To, to, to mislead the, 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 the Christians. But the more they were persecuted, the more they were, the, the more they were, they were being tried, it, it was backfiring on him. It was backfiring on Satan. So you know what he did? He decided, okay, since what I'm doing is not working, I'm going to get in the church and I'm going to try to destroy the church from the inside. So he joined the church to try to destroy the church from the inside. Perverted marriage. Perverted marriage. He tried to do that. <clears throat> yes, the compromising church. The compromising church. Because we also, when we, when we were reading there, we read that um, Jesus said to the church at Pergamos that they live where Satan's throne is. That, dev that the devil was the real power behind everything that they were trying to do. The fourth church that we talked about was um, <clears throat> Thyatira. Thyatira. So this Thyatira is a church that has been taken over by compromise and worldliness. And there was a woman there who showed up. You remember the name of that woman? Yeah, Jezebel. Okay? False doctrine. False teaching. 
They allowed that to come in to the church. And then the fifth church was Sardis. Sardis was the dead church. Jesus' complaint about this church was that it had a reputation for being alive, but it was really dead. The dead church. The sixth one was uh, Philadelphia. Good church or bad church? Why? Brotherly love. Okay. Faithful, right? And it's really interesting because the church before Philadelphia was was considered what? Dead Dead church. But they didn't completely die. They began to come back alive. Come back alive. And Philadelphia is the faithful church. The faithful church. They said, no. No. To liberalism. No. The right and the left. The right and the left. You probably hear this today. Right? You hear this. What the right believe in and what the left believe in. And then then we're starting to see these things today. Abortion. Where do you stand on abortion? What's your, what's your stance on abortion? Do you support abortion? I mean, you don't have to answer. You don't have to raise your hand. That's your choice. That's your own choosing. But me, I disagree with abortion. Because it's not right in the eyes of the Lord. It's murder. It's murder. And it's gone to the point now to where we hear about it and, 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 and the, the, the baby is being developed to almost where it's being born and they can still kill that baby. And now they came out with a new pill, a birth control pill that can stop that pregnancy. Birth control. You know, there, and, and, and there, there, there are people out there that say, yes, here, birth control. And, and they're willing to pass out, you know, birth control pills or, 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 or condoms. Or things like that. But the word of God says, no. no. Right? Amen. No. <clears throat> see, see, we know when we were still without Christ, we, 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 we ran around, we, we thought we were right. But once we, once we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we should, we should begin to change from the inside out yes, and know what is right and what is wrong. Right. 
But today there are still people who call themselves Christians that they, 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 they still haven't completely changed yet. There's still one foot over here on the left, one foot over here on the right. Just so many things. This church here, we, we meet every month and we talk about these things. So as a man and a man came in and said, I want to get married in this church. I want to get married in this church. See, our church here is not on the reservation. This church here is on the land where we're, we're, we're on, the, on the other side of the reservation. And, and they can come and say, well, you denied me to come in, so I'm going to come and I'm going to take you to court. Pastor, our pastors here have a, have a, 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 a responsibility to stand on the word and to stand bold and to say, no, we don't believe in that. We don't support that. Marriage is between a man and a woman. And see, that's why we have to pray for them. We have to pray for them. All these things that, that are happening today, that is going on today. <clears throat> now, let's get to the last church here, Laodicea. So we're back right there in Revelation chapter 3. Okay, look at, um, let's go to verse uh, 14. 14. Okay, and to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with the eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame 
and sat down with my Father on His throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Let's look at this in the Message Bible. So let's go to the message, and I'm going to read the same, the, the, the same um, <clears throat> verses. Verse 14, write to Laodicea, to the angel of, of the church, God's yes, the faithful and accurate witness, the first of God's creation says, look, I know you inside and out, and find little to my liking. You're not cold, you're not hot. Far better to be either cold or hot. You're stale. You're stagnant. You make me want to vomit. You brag, I'm rich. I've got it made. I need nothing from anyone. Oblivious that in fact you're a pitiful, blind beggar, threadbare, and homeless. Here's what I want you to do. Buy your gold from me. Gold that's been through the refiner's fire, that you'll be rich. Buy your clothes from me. Clothes designed in heaven. Wow, amen. How many of you want to wear clothes designed in heaven? Or how many of you want to wear Louis Vuitton? You've gone around half naked long enough and buy medicine for your eyes from me. So you can see, really see, the people I love. Are you glad God loves you? Yes. He loves us. He loves us. I call to account, prod and correct and guide so that they'll live at their best. Up on your feet then, about face, run to God. About face, run to God. Look at me, I stand at the door. I knock. If you hear me call and open the door, I'll come right in and sit down to supper with you. Conquerors will sit alongside me at the head table, just as I have conquered, took the place of honor at the side of my father. That's my gift to the conquerors. Are your ears awake? Listen. Listen to the wind words. The Spirit blowing through the churches. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is so, so important. Amen. So important. This church here at Leo, at the, um, of the Laodiceans, I want you to see something here. We'll go back to the, to the, to the New King James here. And <clears throat> let's go back one chapter and look at verse 1, uh, chapter 2. To the angel of the church of Ephesus, right? Okay. Now look at verse 8. To the angel of the church in Smyrna. 
Okay, are you following along? Okay, look at verse 12. To the angel of the church in Pergamos. And let's keep going. Look at verse 18. To the angel of the church in Thyatira. Let's go to the next chapter. Go to chapter 3. Look at verse 1. To the angel of the church in Sardis. And then look at verse 7. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Now, let's get to verse 14. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans. What do you see there? See, all these from the beginning says, to the churches in Ephesus, to the churches in Smyrna, to the churches in Pergamos, to the churches in Thyatira. But when it comes to the last one, he's not talking to the churches in Laodicea. Look, he's talking, he's saying, and to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans. So Laodiceans here, what it means here is the rule of the people. Because when, when we read here, in Laodicea was a, was a wealthy, wealthy place. And then they had, they had the best medicine to help treat your eyes. And then they, they made the best clothing also here in, 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 in Laodicea. So they begin to, to brag and say, we can do it. We don't need anybody's help. We don't need anybody's help. We don't need anybody's help. We don't need God's help. We can do it. We can do it. That was their attitude. That was their attitude. How many of you like to take exams? Anybody like to take a test? Okay. What about, how many of you like to take a test, an exam, and you're really confident because you studied, you read the material, and you really thought you knew the answers to, you will know the answers to every question. And you went in there, and you sat in there, and you began to answer, oh wow, I know this. I know this. Oh yeah, I remember reading this. I remember, oh yeah. And you, and you kept answering and answering, and then you got up, everybody was still taking their test, you turned yours in because you were so confident. I knew all the answers. Got it in. And then, after the grading took place, God, because you're thinking in your mind, you knew all the answers. I, I got this. I got this. And then you walk out, and then you get your paper. It's all graded. And then you look at it, and there's an F. What happened? What happened? See? Same situation in this church in Laodicea. 
They, they, they thought, oh, we, we got this. God, God must really got our backs. He's, 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 he's really happy with us. We're doing things right. You know, we're taking care of ourselves. And, you know, our buildings are, you know, it's, it's, it's in good shape. And, I mean, they were, they were just like, we, we don't really need anything. We got this. We got this. We got this. But then God gave him the report. And got the grade. And F. And F. Wow. That hurt. That hurt. Laodicea. Ruled by the people. Ruled by the people. So you, you know how I was talking about the seven churches, the different era, different time periods. America, United States of America, was a was a was a a Christian country built on faith, right? Built on faith. I heard that um, when they were doing the Declaration of Independence and when they used to meet. They used to come together and pray. That's right. That's right. They used to come together and pray. And and and, and the country was, was, was built up that way. Now look at it. Is the country still hot for God? Is the country cold for God? Or is it right in the middle? Lukewarm. Lukewarm. How many of you ever been outside on a really hot day and you're, you're working hard and you're breaking a sweat? You're breaking a sweat. I mean, you, you've been there, Arlen? Okay, and, and then I said, oh man, Arlen, he's really working out there around that church and he's pulling the weeds and it's a really hot day and I'm going to go get him some water. But I don't get him a water from the fridge or from the ice chest. Instead, I get him some water from the back of my trunk on a hot day. But he doesn't know that. All he sees is water, thirsty. Oh, I'm dehydrated. And I get him to you. He does such a good job. And he takes a sip of that water. What do you think? What, 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 what's the feeling? <laughs> what are you going to do? Just chug, chug, chug? No. Spit it out. Yeah? Give me a cold one. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to spit it out. He's going to spit it out. Look, right here, as we were reading here in um, <clears throat> Revelation chapter 3. Look at verse 16. So then, because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. But before that, if you go to verse, um, <clears throat> if you go to verse 15, he says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. And then look, what does he say? He says, I could wish you were cold or hot. You know, you're better off being one or the other. You're better off being hot. You're better off being cold. But you're not better off being right there in the middle. 
right there in the middle. You're not better off. You're better off being called, you're better off being hot, but not right there in the middle. No. 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 Luke Warren. It's kind of like Jesus saying, you made me sin. You made me sin. You make me sick. Wow. They thought they were all that. Laodiceans, they thought they were all that. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus every day. I need him every moment in my life. Without Jesus, there's nothing I can do. This whole world, this country, without <laughs> Jesus, there's nothing that's, that's going to happen, that's going to take place, that, that what God wants for us. This whole world, we all need Jesus. The schools need Jesus. I found this out. Separation, church, and state. You know why that was created? It wasn't created for the state so that the church won't get into the government. It was created for the church so that the government will not get into the church. It's the other way around. And, and today people, people look at it differently. They say, oh no, we can't, we can't, we can't pray in here. We can't pray in this, we can't pray in this school. I went to a graduation one time at Shiprock High School a couple of years ago. And the speaker said, um, I was told that I cannot pray. I cannot pray. But he said, you know what? I'm going to pray anyway. Amen. Amen. And he prayed. And, and, and it was just amazing because, um, was that who? Was that Alexandria? She, she was graduating. And she brought home uh, two people who to vote for, to be the guest speaker. And I knew one of them. And I knew the other one. And I said, I want this one to, to speak. And sure enough, that person spoke. And then that came up. It says, I was told not to pray, but I'm going to pray anyway. I'm going to pray anyway. I'm going to pray anyway. See, there, there's a time for all of us we get put in a position like that. You know, don't look to your right or look, look who's looking. Don't worry about it. God knows your heart. Amen. God knows your heart. He knows your heart. Amen. Share the word of God. Share his word. Let them know about God. Let them know about Jesus. Let them know. And, and then one time I, I was, let me just share this with you. I was told to do a wedding and the person that were, the people that were getting married, they, they believed in a, in, in, in a traditional wedding. And I said, oh, how can I do this? Because I don't want them to, 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 I don't want to be judgmental. I want to love them as God loves them. And I, and I, and I asked, well, you know, how, how would you deal with something like this? So the word I got was, point to Jesus. Point to Jesus. Point to Jesus. So that's what I did. I, everything that I went through with the whole wedding, I pointed to Jesus. This is what Jesus says. This is what God says. 
This is his word. Right here's his word. Let's open it. Let's read it. And I said, before you get married, you need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Are you ready to do that? Are you willing to do that? Yes, I'll do it. So they both receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You're either hot or you're cold. Don't be there in the middle. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, <clears throat> these people here, these people here, Jesus told him, you're poor, you're blind, you're naked. Let's, 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 keep, let's keep reading here. Um, go to, let's go, go to verse uh, 17. Because you say I am rich, have become wealthy, and have nothing and need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Um, let, let's, let me go back a couple verses here. I want to talk about this. Um, in verse 14, when he says to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, La La write, these things says the amen. This is the only time right here that he, 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 the name is given to him. Amen, the faithful and true witness the beginning of the creation of God. Isaiah 65, 16. You can write this down. We're not going to go there. This talks about the God of truth. The God of truth. But let's go here to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good? All the time? Yes, He is. Amen. Okay. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. All right. Here it is. Look, for all the promises of God in Him are what? Yes. yes. And in Him, Amen, to the glory of God through us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. We can trust Him. We can trust God. We can, we can through Jesus, all the promises and covenants of God are, for, are fulfilled and guaranteed. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. These things says the amen. And then also the faithful and the true. God's word is true. Amen? We can trust his word, right? We can trust his word. I trust his word. Praise the Lord. 
And then he talks about the beginning of the creation of God. John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. Maybe some of you know this scripture. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, all things were made through Him. All things were made through Him. We, me, made through Him. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So in the beginning, who was there? Jesus. He was always there from the beginning. When we were born, who was there? Jesus. Even before we were born, who was there? Jesus. He's going to be there. He's always been there. Always been there from the beginning. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 through 17. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Going back here to Revelation chapter 3. Verse 15, we read that. I know your works, that you are neither hot, or neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say I am rich, have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. Now look at verse 18. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise God. Okay. <clears throat> Buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich. What Jesus is saying here, speaking to this church, he's saying to forsake all your other suppliers and buy from me. Buy from me. All the suppliers in Laodicea cannot supply your ultimate needs. See, we may go shopping. We may go try to buy happiness. We may go try to go buy things that will make us feel better about ourselves. But Jesus is saying, buy for me. Buy for me. Me. I got what you're looking for. I have what you're looking for. The answer that you're searching for is right here. Right here. I am right here. Whatever you're searching for, whatever questions that you have, the answer is right here. Right here. It's right here. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making many, what? Rich. As having nothing, and yet possessing all things. You are all made rich. All of you. All of you. All made rich. Um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. You can write that down. And that scripture there just says that He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. If you have nothing, you think you have nothing, but you have Christ, you know what? You have everything. Amen. You have everything. Everything that you'll ever need. If you have Jesus, you have everything. Amen. But if you don't, if you have everything but don't have Christ, you have nothing. Jesus. We need Jesus. Are you glad you have Jesus? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Buy from me gold refined in a fire that you may be rich. That you may be rich. And white garments. White represents what? Pure. Righteousness. That you may be clothed. He's going to clothe us. He's going to clothe you. He's not going to clothe, clothe you. How many of you like to, like, how many of you like to wear uh, 
Cotton. 